Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, your man Gator. And today, we're going to be smoking the Los Kaidos uh, Blue Toro. What are you giggling about over there? I'm so excited. I made I made tea. Okay. I made sun tea on the back deck. Look, it's right there. You can I, see it. I see it. And not only did I make some nice, beautiful black tea as sun tea, I put a slice of mango in it, Nick, my, and it is delightful. My God. It, it really, it, really zhuzhing it up. You know what it does? It gives that every sip of this tea that indescribable quality. Okay. Yeah. So the Los Kaidos is a <laughs> Nicaraguan Puro. Like I well, said, you we're have been less impressed by smoking that. the Toro, which is a six by fifty-four, <laughs> and um, it, it, this comes in in two different you know types, which we're going to get to in a little bit. We have a uh, interview coming up with the owner of Los Kaidos, Steve Zengel. There you go. And um, basically, there's the blue line and the red line. And they signify... Is this guy from Chicago? Like, with the... No. Is it got anything to do with, like, the He's L out, train? out east, I think. Oh, we'll we'll okay. find out in the interview. But, Fair enough. But um, he... Uh, no, it's it's police and fire. Ah, yes. okay. There you so, go. Blue and red. So. Yep, I like it. Anyway, so yeah, so we're going to be smoking the Los Kaidos Blue Line Toro. There you go. So... Let me get mine out of the cellophane. Oh, boy. We've got some other things coming up here in the show as well. Um, Jeff, we have a mail call. We do? Yes, we do. You uh, you got a piece of mail. Really? And um, how long are you going to do that? It's not... Okay, there. Got it. Lord. Anyway... That, I'm not going to lie. This guy was fighting back a little bit. Anyway, yes, we got a piece of mail. Um, Can you tell I'm excited today? I, I can't. I haven't seen you in for so long. I, I get it. What? Okay, what everybody out in uh, uh, podcast land doesn't understand is we did like 72 episodes in like a week and a half, um, a month or two months ago. And we finally burned through all of them. <laughs> yes, and we have. And we haven't seen each other forever because quite frankly, we're about to kill each other. And I think a little break in our relationship was probably a good thing. You know, distance makes the heart grow fonder and all that shit. This has been a high-stress month. <laughs> it really has. Nick has been on the verge of a come-apart. So a, a little break was nice, and, you know, we're back after our COVID hiatus here. Anyway. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and cut the cigar, which... You the, were talking about my my box. We'll get to that. Okay. The, I don't want to forget about talking about my box. <sighs> The official cutting is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And our man Dan over there at Riverman, he uh, he continues to to roll with the punches, whatever ones are thrown at him, either by COVID or the government or whatever. And so he's got everything a cigar smoker could possibly need or want. He's got uh, something for every budget, $3 to $100. You can go over there, you can buy your smokes and... You know, if you want to sit out on their uh, 1,500 square foot covered front porch, bring your chair and enjoy the day and have some cigars over there at Riverman Cigar Company. I have found one thing that Riverman doesn't have. What's that? They do not have lighter fluid for my Zippo. Oh. They have lighter fluid for the butane, 
but not for my Zippo. Well, you'll have to mention that to Dan. Well, I think the I think the reason for that is you're really not supposed to be lighting a cigar with. That's yeah, yeah, probably. So, so. it's it's more my problem than Dan's, but he has everything else. Yeah, he's, he's got cigars for days and for all days. the accessories. Not to mention, and we even had somebody say that they bought these. He's got those little uh, those little strips from uh, Smart Mouth, the little the little mints yep, from the Smart Mouth. There, these are these are really good. These little dry mouth mints. Yep. But I actually use Smart Mouth, and if you're listening on Smart Mouth, is the last time we're giving you a free plug, so you need to step <laughs> up and buy some ads. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, Dan Dan will take good care of you over there. He he is very knowledgeable about cigars. He also just got in today as we record this. Oh, he just got in a. New and exclusive Martinez cigar, a uh, really? double double Corona. Did he really? Yeah. I, how was I out of the loop about this? You're out of the loop on a lot of things, Jeff. Valid point. <laughs> <clears throat> valid, valid point. I haven't even made it over there to get one yet, but it's definitely on my list. Good deal. So everybody needs to remember, go buy Riverman Cigar Company if you're in the St. Louis area, or if you're swinging through the St. Louis area, or if you don't live in the St. Louis area, just give Dan a call. He can do mail order. He can send you a nice box with all kinds of cigars in it, and uh, he'll take care of you. Good stuff. Yep. So with that now. Oh, wait. I already cut mine. Did I jump ahead? You did. I did. (laughs) Well, okay, well, fine. For my official, that cut went on for, for my so official long. cutting, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. <laughs> oh my god! You can tell we haven't done this in a while. I'm all loosey goosey. You are just all over the place. I'm going to actually straight cut this one. I'm pinging on all my cylinders today. Can you tell? I can definitely tell. It's been tell. so long. I've missed you. Anyway, Aww. so that's fresh. <laughs> all right. So, isn't that what the cool kids say now? Cold draw, okay. Jeff. Cold draw. I'm getting some sweetness. Ooh. Some sweetness oh, on the cold draw. I'm getting some cedar. Cedar. Are you getting cedar? No, I'm getting sweetness. Oh, dude, do the cold retro. Oh, there's Lord. cedar. All right, I'll give you the cedar. Oh, my God. I'm the gonna, cold retro works. I'm going to give you the cedar. You got right. it, didn't you? Anyway, so wait, moving wait, on. Did the cold um, retro just work for you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. <laughs> I'm going to admit there was some cedar, and we're going to move on. So that's a win. I'm gonna go ahead and light hey, my chalk one up for Gator. Light my cigar here. So anyway, so yeah. So here shortly, we're gonna be joined by uh, boy. Maybe I'll light my cigar. My flame is like dancing all over the place. Oh, you're sitting under the ceiling fan. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm like, boy, that's not. My my three jets on my Vertigo Cyclone here are not working properly. They're battling it's because that. they're battling your ceiling yeah. fan. Um, yeah. So, anyways, shortly here we're going to be joined by uh, the owner of uh, Los Kaidos. It's uh, Steve Zengel, and we're going to talk to him all about his brand and and uh, everything involved in his cigars. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, initial thoughts on the uh, on the opening uh, burn there, Jeff. Boy, some pepper on the retro. <coughs> yes, there definitely is some yeah. pepper on the retro. See, um, and I okay, so this is backwards. And it's weird because I'm not getting much in the way of pepper on the actual no. cigar. Yeah. No. But what? But it is a Nicaraguan, so you would imagine there'd be some true. sort of pepper to it. What? What is backwards about this is you like strong cigars. I like mild cigars. Yes. But I can take a retro hail like a man and then, you know, you kind of do your thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> the amount of butt hurt on your face right then. It was worth it. It was all worth it. All worth it. All huh? worth it. Oh. I have a lighting issue here, which I'm <sighs> blaming on your ceiling fan. Oh, I would. Yeah. I mean, folks, it's... <laughs> It's like a it's trying to take off like an osprey out of the uh, Air Force Base. It's like a wind tunnel here. Yeah. Seriously, if we just got a little more thrust, we could lift up and then turn and fly the deck off of the house. Well, anyway. <laughs> <sighs> Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean... I, I nearly got attacked by a skunk on my deck the other night. I was uh, sitting out there, and um, I was watching The Sopranos and having a cigar, and next thing I know, man, the wind shifted or mm. something, and I just got the just unmistakable odor of skunk. And it was right about the time I was packing up to head inside anyway, so I didn't really mind, um, because I, I, I bailed. I mean, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not screwing around with this. You sure sk- somebody wasn't rolling doobies? Uh, no, this was a skunk. Dude. A skunk skunk. Yes, okay. this was not a, skunky. No, this was a skunk skunk. And uh, yeah, I had that I had that odor just hit, and I was paranoid, man, because I'm thinking, great. Next thing I know, I'm going to be out on my deck. This thing's going to come walking along, and I'm going to spook it, and I'm going to end up getting sprayed by a skunk. But skunks aren't just going to walk by, look at you, and go, "Fuck you," spraying you. It's dark. And you have a big hulking thing, like, you know, moving around near you. I mean, it's a skunk, man. That's, That's what it That's why does. you should keep, like, trash can lids that you can bang together or a whistle so it knows you're there when it's coming up. I don't want to bang trash can lids at a skunk. That's how you get sprayed. But I'm just saying, that would be a way for you to be able to alert it that you're there. And also wake up all my neighbors, because mind you, this was like 2.30 in the morning or whatever time it was. You don't think they need to know about the skunk? They don't want to walk up on it either. They're sleeping. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I don't really have a comeback for that. Well, you know, it could, I mean, it could be worse. It could give you rabies. What? Skunks, you know, bats, those sort I, of animals. I mean, besides the COVID now. I mean, I guess that is know. worse, but I yeah, don't. Yeah, rabies is know, worse than getting sprayed. Because when you get sprayed, they can just pour you, um, you know, like a bath full of tomato juice and you get in it and submerge. I don't want to sit in a bath of tomato juice. Until you get the smell off. Anyway. I'm a farm boy. You got to know these things. Anyway. Now, on the other hand, rabies are shots. I don't think it's like the gazillion of them in the belly button anymore like it used to be, but it's not It's not something you want to do. No. Nor, And you don't want to get rabies, so there's not really a lot of options. It's true. Yeah. Now... Start foaming at the mouth. <laughs> right? No, that's lockjaw no. and all that. I get it. I get no, wait, it. Wait, lockjaw is something else. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> lockjaw is t- uh, tet. Uh, what is it? Guy just locked tetanus? up. Tetanus. Yeah. Ah, ironically, you, tetanus. Lo- you locked up. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. In your refrigerator, there is something that smells exactly like a skunk. Do you know what it is? No. Do you have a bottle of lemon juice at your house? Probably. I can't say for certain. Open up. And this is for all the listeners, too. I want to inform. That's what we do here on the pulpit. Open up a bottle of real lemon lemon juice. Take a deep breath. Smell it. Skunk. It's the exact same smell. I don't know if it is. It is. You know what? You hold on. Let me go see if I have No, we don't have time for that. You've got to. Okay. You know what? We'll do it after the interview. 
okay, fine. We'll do it after the interview. Yeah. Because the miracle of breaks and whatnot. In yeah. There, no one will know that I was gone from the microphone. Okay. I'm going to go get lemon juice for you to smell. Okay. But you open up a bottle of real lemon lemon juice. It smells exactly like a skunk. All right. Well, anyway, I guess on that note, we'll go ahead and jump into our interview with uh, the owner of Los Kaidos Cigars, Steve Zangle. And we're joined today by Steve Zangle. He's the owner of Los Kaidos Cigars. How are you, Steve? I'm doing great. How are you all doing? Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk to us. So before we get into your cigars... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of how did you get into cigars, uh, both as a hobby, and then how did you end up uh, developing your line here? Yeah, so um, casually got into cigars with a dear friend of Villanova University every time we drank. Didn't have a first formal cigar until uh, I'm a big basketball guy. Uh, You know, most of my life was centered around the game of basketball. So when I was about 26, 27 years old, I was head coach of a local program and also uh, part of an association. And as part of the association, I directed a basketball camp clinic. One of the speakers I invited because I had worked for him and um, for his summer camps was Pete Carrillo, Princeton University. And Coach Carrillo was an avid cigar smoker, which I didn't really, I never knew at the time. Um, so I went to pay him and I had like 450, 475, whatever, 500 bucks cash and envelope to pay him for coming and talking to everybody. And he said he didn't want the cash. He wanted five cigars. And I shit myself. I was like, my gosh, this guy doesn't want money. He wants cigars. Like these things gotta be good. So this was pre phone, you know, a lot of that stuff. So I had to ask the guys and gals in the clinic, like, does anybody here smoke cigars? Do you know where I could go buy five cigars? Like, Coach Curl wants cigars as payment. Like, I need to do this now. <laughs> so everybody was laughing. They steered me in the right direction. I went to get uh, cigars, and I came back with six. And Coach Curl said, Stevie, you went to Villanova. I'm at Princeton. I asked for five. There's six in here. Like, I thought you knew how to count. And I said, <laughs> Coach, I do. I, I was like, I do know how to count. I said, but... Anybody willing to get paid in cigars and not cash, I had to find I have to find out what these things are really about because I had a couple, you know, Chris and every, my friends at, uh, you know, Villanova in college, but I was already half in the back wasted, you know, with beers and shots and all that shit. So I'd never really truly enjoyed a cigar. I just smoked them, but never really enjoyed them. Yeah. There's more to do like social party and whatever in the 80s. And then with Coach Carrill, he's like, you never had a cigar? I said, no, never. But one of those is for me. So he said, wait right here. So he goes to his car and got this stuff that I now know are a cutter and lighter. And he did this stuff to my cigar. And all of a sudden he gave it to me and he said, take a few puffs. Don't breathe it in. Just breathe it out. Breathe it out like you're running a lap. Just breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. So on the steps of St. Rose High School, Pete Carrillo lit for me my first cigar. And I had my first real cigar with him and no i don't remember what it was i, I was gonna really, ask you what it was no I, I have no idea what it was i just remember the moment and it was a it was a great experience but i could not tell you what it was i was not interested i didn't know at the time it's a big thing to remember like what's your first cigar you know yeah, what i mean it's yeah. like i can't tell you what my first beer was i just drank the damn thing so <laughs> it's uh you know so i didn't know but had i known it was a big thing i probably would have been paying closer attention to it but to me it was a cigar i enjoyed the experience and that that's that but yeah, so that got me kind of into it, and I really enjoyed it um, ever since then. 
I really, and, and when I say really enjoyed it, it wasn't like I was a cigar day type of guy, but I did like when I was in the mood to relax and chill out and think about things, absolutely. I'd go to a cigar. So I really just enjoyed it. And then, uh, you know, fast forward 2007, um, basketball was still a large part of my life. I just got done coaching, um, a kid that was going to go to the NBA draft, be a lottery pick in the summer. A friend of mine just got a head job down at Hampton university, knew that I was actively still coaching a lot of these high level players. And he's like, listen, man, I got a job down here. Do you want it? Um, I need a coach. I said, absolutely. I go down there. And then my wife comes home one day after moving down to Virginia, she's starting to learn the territory, the area and everything else. Um, she comes to me one day and says, by the way, honey, I don't know if you know this, but there's a beautiful cigar shop in town. And that's all she had to say to me. <laughs> and I was like, she lost me for, for ease. So it was really bad because I'm on a road coaching all the time. And then the site, you know, when I wasn't, I was there. So uh, it was kind of funny. I tell her all the time, I said, you're responsible for all of this. That's funny. So, that's funny. Yeah. So that's how, that's how really, you know, long story made very short. That's how I got into it. And, uh, you know, that, that retailer in Virginia, while I was working at Hampton University, you know, we didn't make the NC2A tournament, fired my boss. Next guy kept, wanted to keep me, but I knew he wanted to bring his other guys and he was just being nice. So I decided to leave and I went to work at that cigar shop. Oh. And the name of that cigar shop was Emerson's. Um, it's in Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, uh, Hampton. You know, he's got like four or five locations. And it's full circle. I was working there for a few months. You know, we had no ties to Virginia. My wife wanted to come back home so the kids could be closer to the grandparents. So we did that. And I opened up my own cigar shop based on that experience. Didn't want to do anything else in life. Loved the cigars, loved the shop, loved the vibe it brought. I said, you know what? This is what I want to do in life. So I started a cigar shop in Seaside Heights, New Jersey in March 2012. And it was there for about eight months before Hurricane Sandy fixed that because oh. it was on the beach. It was on the boardwalk. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's, it washed that shit away real fast. And then I had nothing to do. And about a year later... I started opening up again and Scott, the owner of Emerson's in Virginia is a really, he was born in New Jersey. So he knew of the devastation the hurricane brought and everything else. And he called, you know, we were talking and he goes, what do you need? I said, Scott, I need a whole new shop. And he said, no, seriously, what do you need? I said, seriously, I need a whole new shop. So he sent me about 20, I, I can't recall exactly. It might've been 23, $24,000 or more of, uh, MSRP retail inventory. And there was a note inside that said, pay me back when you can. Oh, and that's man. how I was able to start up again. That's Very awesome. Cool. That's awesome of him. So touching on that for a minute, I mean, what kind of emotions or what did you deal with when, you know, this act of God comes through and just wipes out your, your, your business like that? I mean, I can't even fathom that. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, when, when when you see it, you can fathom it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's hard to like when the people went through the tsunami. Like uh, you know, in any any great catastrophe, like I was only 35, 40 minutes from 9/11, so you could see that shit from the from the like when we go to the beach and look north, you could see this. Like you could just see there a lot of kids were involved that I taught. Um, their parents died. You know, so it was just really really hard. So high school guys. So the 
the reason I tell you that is because when you realize when you're actively seeing in your mind, it might be one thing, right? Like the New Orleans hurricane, Katrina, like all that type of stuff happens. We see it on the news and you try to imagine it and you use the phrase like you just said, you can't fathom it. But once you see it, like I had a cigar shop, big deal. You know, people lost their homes. They had nowhere to sleep. I was still going back home. I lost a cigar shop. You know, no, I still have my wife, still have my kids. Everybody was healthy. I lost a cigar shop. Big a, deal. It's a really great These, perspective to have on it, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people lost people lose people lose lives in catastrophes like that. They lose homes. They lose memories. They lose like where the hell are they going to shower, eat, sleep? They I mean, they, it's gone forever for them. And then people felt so bad for me because I lost about 600 cigars. And I couldn't go somewhere the next morning to sell them. Are you shitting me? So I was just on my hands and knees thanking God that, you know, my family's safe. We have a roof over our head, you know, like all that stuff. It makes you realize what you do have and what to be thankful for. I have a very bad language, but I'm pretty spiritual and always thankful for my blessings. And I always pray for forgiveness on my language. But other than that, I'm pretty in tune, you know, like I I am thankful for, you know, everything we have. And that was just moments like that are just reminders to me of all the good that I do have. That's all. Oh, that's that's a like I said, that's a great outlook on that. Absolutely great attitude to have. You know, because I mean, a lot of people right now are dealing with that with um, with covid and um, dealing with uh, seeing their businesses you know, go down, uh, because of, because of the COVID, uh, shutdown and everything. And so, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I like that attitude. I like that perspective on it. Absolutely. So, yeah. And we could even spend a couple minutes talking about that because everybody like, so I'm the only guy in the company. Right. And yeah. at the time there were a lot of criticisms around it. It was like, uh, you're a small company. You don't have any sales reps. We never see, you. you know, this, that, the other thing. And now with COVID, I don't have a staff of 14 that I have to lay off or fire. So where are those 14 people? Like when, when you're a bigger company and you have a lot of things like employees whose families might be relying on that paycheck. So like COVID happened, I didn't have to lay anyone off or fire. I didn't have to lose sleep overnight or where people who might've been working for me have to worry about PPP or where they're going to get the paycheck from. Yeah. Like it's it. My wife is a veterinarian. She's going to work every day. She's supporting the family. Like, I'm good. I don't have the disease. Nobody died. Like, okay, so what? My cigar sales slowed to a near halt when it first happened. Like, if that's the worst thing that's going to happen to me today, I'm good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, all right, shit, I didn't sell a cigar for two months. Whoops. You know, like, if that's, and I'm not saying I didn't, I'm just saying in that example, I think just people really have to push, you know, just keep it real. You know, like, put put stuff into perspective it's not that big a deal so touching on that for a moment then um did you uh uh, circling back to covid there um have you seen an increase since things have kind of started to open back up a little bit and are things kind of coming back for you a little bit yeah i'm gonna be really frank with you because this is something i'm you know i'm from jersey i always say what i feel i never try to intentionally hurt feelings yeah but I, I think I'm hurting your feelings more by bullshitting you, right? So I'm just going to be real with you and everybody else who might be listening. Yeah. What I did find, right, like David Garofalo, two guys, he wrote a book on how to be a great retailer for a reason. Like of all the retailers, we're in about 144 stores now, 24 states. Um, 
and Washington, D.C. So we're out there a little bit. David ordered more throughout all of COVID. Wow. He's been increasing his orders with me because they're going faster online. His SEO is now greater than some of the bigger online players, right? Yeah. So he's doing things right. Now, other people, um, and I do, this is a lot from coaching, right? You're going to the championship game. Your best player breaks their ankle. All right, sorry. What are you going to do? Like, you have to adapt and adjust. You can't make excuses all day and feel bad about yourself and just go in there saying, oh, we took an 80-point loss because our best player got set. Sorry. Like, the other players don't want to hear that shit. You know, like, hey, coach, you still got us. Like, we're here to win a game. And in looking at the retailers throughout the country, <clears throat> I'm start, I, I start to see which ones are those who adapt and adjust and really try to make things happen for the betterment of their business and everything else. They try to keep going. And there are certainly others who are saying, ah, oh, COVID sucks. And they give up. And it's just like, come on, man, we could do this together. Like, think, adapt, adjust, like, let's get going, right? So yeah. David Garofalo and some others are those guys who are adapting and adjusting and they're kicking ass. And there are others who just want to give up. So you know, we that's had, what I'm noticing, and it's been interesting. We had the exact same thing happen here in St. Louis when we had the Rams. Um, you know, our quarterback got hurt, and we had to put in our backup quarterback who turned out to be Kurt Warner and won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you just got to roll. Like, all right, Hurricane Sandy happened. What are you going to do? You know, like, COVID happened. What are you going to do? So anyway, that's what I've been looking at very, very closely during this time. And uh, I'm just trying to be there any possible way I could support, you know, retailers. Um, I've We've had a couple events. The first event I had was in New Hampshire with David. The first day they were allowed to open May 14th, I went up there. Uh, we had a great event at Spartan in Elkton, Maryland a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're having a couple others coming up. So, I, you know, it's it's starting to come back. But that's what's been really interesting for me to see as manufacturers. Who are the retailers that are really working their asses off, thinking, adapting, adjusting, and who's just kind of throwing a towel in? Gotcha. So. Interesting. So then how did you transition from having a uh, cigar shop to having a cigar brand? So after I reopened, after the – Hurricane Sandy, I needed money, mostly a credit card to build. Like I lost all my money in the shop and outfitting it, you know, and all that stuff, ordering inventory. Like I put every penny I, I had saved up into that thing before losing it. So when I had, when I started to reopen without Scott's generosity, I had also, I needed something. So I couldn't apply for credit cards because I had no stated income. Right. So nobody was giving me a credit card. I had to go back and I have a doctorate degree in education. It was hanging on my wall behind a register in Seaside. And I guess the superintendent of schools was in to buy cigars one summer or that summer, I should say, not one summer. And he called me and he goes, is that doctorate degree real? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's real. So. He goes, I said, the one hanging behind your register in that cigar shop? I said, yes, it's real. I have a doctorate. He said, well, listen, I know you're not selling cigars anymore in Seaside. Why don't you come work for me at my school? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm a superintendent, and we're having a lot of problems. So what was happening is their school teachers were leaving the classroom. They were telling the kids, like, old school shit, right? Put your head down. Don't make any noise. Be really good boys and girls. I have to go meet my plumber at the house because we're trying, we need to have plumbing after Sandy. 
like we need to fix our toilets. Oh wow! So they were leaving school, leaving these 20, 23 kids totally unsupervised. And it, they were allowing it to happen because everybody in the school community had gone to school there. They all knew each other. So the wow. principals, vice principals, everybody was kind of turning a blind eye, letting it happen. And no parent, no, nobody was complaining about it because they were all in the same boat. They all lost their homes and every, everybody was kind of commiserating through that together. Yeah. But still, it was against school law. You can't leave a room of kids alone, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So he brought me in there and it's like, listen, you don't know anybody be try to be cool about it. Don't be hard guy, but I can't, I just can't let people believe it like that anymore. So I, you know, I went in there, worked really, really hard, talked to the teachers, let them go do whatever they had to do. I'd watch a lot of classes. I mean, it was a lot of work, did it. Um, so that job allowed me to then apply for credit cards to go build the shop. And as I started that process is when Scott kicked up the inventory from Virginia to help me out. And then also at the time, I needed somebody to manage the place. And there was a guy, Frank Lancelotti. He was a retired wall cop. My shop was in Wall, New Jersey, and he was always coming in to buy cigars. And I said, Frank, I can't manage the place and be high school vice principal anymore. It's taking too much of my time down there. Can you manage the daytime hours? And I didn't, I mean, shit. He said, he was saying yes before I even finished the sentence. So he comes in to manage the shop. And I was down there doing a vice principal. I'd come up at nights, weekends, and everything else. I'd be at the shop every every time I could be. When that was going on, two police officers in town here near it were brutally murdered. One was Christopher Matlos at a Lakewood by a gangbanger, and the other one was Mark Castellano on a Highway 195 chasing a, a false made-up suspect. Um, so we then, because of Frank's affiliation to the law enforcement community, we became the shop to go out there with Beach House Cigars branded Ashton Premium House Selection Cigars. And we were going on a golf course, trying to raise money, selling them for 10 bucks each, um, you know, and then giving some of the money back. But it felt horrible because here I, I was taking home 200 and giving them 100 and it was all on the backs of fallen officers. So I felt a little bit like a scumbag, you know, and, yeah. and like um, I had a shower afterwards. It just didn't feel right. So I talked to the guys at Jersey Mike's about it quite a few times. They came into my shop. They're founded in the same hometown, um, close friends with a few of them. And they're like, listen, stop complaining about it. Get a set of balls, give everything up that you're doing and give back through cigars like we're doing through sub sandwiches. So I thought about it for about a week or two. And then soon after submitted my resignation from my high school vice principalship so I could focus on building a cigar brand that gives a dollar back on every cigar to the family members of the fallen officers like they had suggested. So um, that's how that started. And I was done. I saw the year out, fulfilled my obligation to June of that year. And then shortly thereafter, we came out with Los Cayados, which is Spanish for the fallen to sell cigars and give a dollar back on every cigar sold. So I shut the shop down, stopped being a vice principal and kind of started that. Wow. Very wow. cool. So tell us about Los Cayados cigars then. So Los Cayados Cigars, it's, uh, like I said, it's Spanish for the fallen. It's made by the Taps Factory in Nicaragua with Aganorsa Leaf, 100%. Uh, they've done everything with me since 2015-16 outside of the Ashton House Cigar that I was going around on the golf courses with. Um, but my own cigars, manufacturing, they've always done. Paul Palmer is the president of the company. I consider him a mentor, a friend. He's always been there for me in the industry. 
couldn't have been, I will, I will absolutely not have been where I am right now without his presence in my life. That's for 100% certainty. Um, so I, I owe a lot to him. And when we were blending the cigars, I didn't, I knew I was going to be doing it right as soon as I put my resignation and I still had three or four months before the school year ended. So I knew I was doing it. And basically I told him, these are all the things I love smoking. Right. So I went to at the time Cas Fernandez because I was smoking all of their cigars. I thought they were flavorful as hell. Loved the taste. No, they were nowhere near Aganorsa at that time. They were only Cas Fernandez and they were better known for making Dion's stuff at Luzione, um, Andre's stuff at Viaje. They were known because Nick Melillo and those guys at Drew Estate were like the second largest purchaser of their tobacco for so many of the Drew Estate products. So I had known the reputation for making other guys great cigars, but they made some pretty damn good cigars themselves, and that's who I wanted to make my cigar. So I sent them a ton of cigars, I'd say probably five or six. I said, these are my favorites that are produced out of the Tapsa factory. Here's my challenge. I said, when you light up a Los Caidos cigar, when I envision being in a room, we're going to remember the loved one that we lost. So you're going to have to have a cigar, the bridges, the seldom cigar smoker that just wants to partake in that ceremony with the everyday cigar smoker. How the hell do you do that? Where you bridge a mild cigar smoker to a full bodied cigar smoker in the same cigar, because this was 2016. It was months before the predicate date of August 8th, where you had to get the cigar in the market because no one knew what the FDA was doing. It was not about to release five different, six different lines to appeal to each taste, even three, right? Mild, medium, full. Yeah. I wasn't about to do that. So I said, I need one cigar that everybody could smoke from the mild cigar smoker to the full bodied cigar smoker. And Arsenio Ramos went to work. Um, they mailed like 44, you know, you, you test cigars in groups of two, right? To, yeah. to verify. So they sent probably 22 sets of two cigars to the Miami factory location. And when I had opportunities to go from New Jersey to Miami on a weekend or a couple of days off from school break, Easter break, that type of stuff, I went down there and we picked about a three or four day stretch where we sat down and just tasted them, blend, you know, tasted all the blends, smoked them. And about the 10th, 11th one, if I recall correctly, maybe the 12th, um, I said, this is it. And it's the blend you're smoking right now. The the blue. Yeah, the blue and the red are the same exact cigar. Oh, okay. Okay. The only thing that changes is we give a dollar back on every blue label to family members of fallen police officers, on the red label to family members of fallen firefighters, but it is the same exact cigar. I have not released a new cigar since two thousand sixteen. Okay, okay. I didn't realize that. So, I did not either. Um Yeah. That's very cool. So uh, one of the things that I did want to touch uh, on you or touch with you on was. Um, yeah, that sounded a little weird. It, it Can did. You it did. That? Yeah, was good. How about. How about <laughs> Steve, I'm not going to lie. I, I have to keep Nick from touching the guests. <laughs> it's a good thing you're on the phone today. He's very one place touchy. where I can touch you. And what? <laughs> one of the things I wanted to touch on was your packaging. Uh, can mm-hmm. you get into your packaging a little bit? I'm glad sure. you added and the that's an even yeah, that's an even funnier word. Like I can touch your package. Like what the <laughs> hell are we doing on this show, man? Oh, 
You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you so. might have I'm wanted kidding. to listen before you came on. Just say it. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No. So, so anyway, back to your package. Yeah. Re- <laughs> regarding regarding that, um, you know, when we first came out, I I didn't know. I really didn't know what I was doing. There's a there's a even funnier story. The first customer that ever picked it up was actually Cigars International. Even before I started selling it in my own store, somebody had come down and started vacationing in the summer. They were all in the boxes, and I guess it was an employee of CI, and then I, they called me to a meeting out there, and they, they actually bought the first, like, 300 of the 500 boxes, and after that, it was just done. Um, so I owe a lot to Cigars International, Craig Reynolds, Laura Barlow, um, you know, Jeff Coker, and all, the, all those guys. So... When I first designed it, I didn't know any better. And I immediately got the five largest, the five union presidents of the largest unions in the country. So I talked to John McNesby of Philly, Ray Hunt in Houston, Tyler Eisen in Los Angeles, Patty Lynch in New York. And uh, I want to say Diagas, I could never really say his name properly out of Chicago. So we, we got together and I basically said, any of you five guys smoke cigars. And Ray Hunt and Houston and Tyler Eisen were big cigar smokers. So I said, perfect. I said, I don't want to design this because it's your community. I'm honoring your fallen officers. You design it. Like, help me design this thing. And artists, they were not. So when I got a lot of their designs back, I felt like it was what and some other guys in the industry do this they they market it right they're 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 like i don't know one of them had like tyler sent me back a picture like a a los angeles police badge with my initials in it and i was like dude we're honoring the lives of fallen like i'm not doing this cheesy marketing shit like you're kidding me with this so anyway couldn't have it i but i did ask them for their input i think they appreciated that and then I decided because we had we need the scores are being made, we need to come out with something. I just decided to have a script, Los Caidos, in blue, uh, on a black background. Um, it sucked; you couldn't see it. It was very hard to identify. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have no qualms admitting I did way more wrong than I did right. So. You know, I printed out the index card. I didn't use Jason Shank at Action or anybody else. I did that shit off of you print. It looked horrible. None of the blue fonts matched each other. I mean, it was just, it was laughable at best, right? But I had really good cigars, <laughs> so I was okay with that. Um, and that was the packaging in 2016. And then when we came back, and I'm just, are you guys still there? Yeah. Because I know I'm talking a lot, yeah. and I just don't want to lose. I didn't know if I lost you again. Yeah, we're here. So in 2000, we're, we're that was... No, it's a no. Listen, I'll talk about my package all day long. So <laughs> that was that was 16. And then we sold out quickly once Cigars International got behind it. And um, I mean, that I have a huge debt of gratitude to them as well. We sold out pretty quickly. And now I had to make more. But I learned about profit margin. Right. So I didn't make enough money giving the dollar back to keep the lights on or do anything else. So I had to regroup. So I took a year and a half off, went back into a classroom, taught a little bit. So I, I didn't want to go back into being vice principal. That job was always going to be there. He, we were very close friends. He even said to me, hey, listen, anytime we want the job back at yours, I didn't want that. <clears throat> so I taught at a local high school. I was home every day, 2.30, 3 o'clock. And all I was doing was working on a business, working on a business, working on a business idea. 
we came back in December 2018. And during that spring summer time um you know i had a two other people helping me with it and we looked at things and they're like listen what do you want to do with the cigar and i said i want to it's our three pillars are empathy philanthropy and celebration of the human spirit right so put yourself in someone else's shoes be thankful for what you have and give back and we thought the best words to use that were meeting new people having fun and helping others and it was based on that kind of why that we said, let's use a logo with two hands coming together. So we said, perfect, right? That's unity, that's firefighters, that's police officers, that's everything. Oh, and to, to digress a little bit, in 2016, we were only law enforcement. We only had the blue line. The red line only came out on August 8th, the day it was due to the FDA, because firefighters were telling me that they have a, got a lot of guys dying in the line of duty as well. And they felt I was being unfair, focusing only on law enforcement. That's why we came out with the red line. Okay. If firefighters hadn't busted my balls here in Jersey about what I was doing, I don't <laughs> think to this day we'd have a red line. Well, good, good, but for, they, good for them. Oh, yeah. They, it was told, and, and now the veterans are coming out and saying some things. So I really, but I, I take it, right? So if somebody wants me to do something for them, I'm going to explore it. Um, but I was ignorant to the case because the only two, the only people that were coming to me at the time were the guys for Mark and, and Chris. Right. So I didn't realize I only came out with Los Kaidos because I was trying to help the, that specific group of guys who was trying to raise money for those families. And then once the firefighters said, hey, this is happening to us, too. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let's go. We're right on it. Get a red label. You know what I mean? So I just takes any feedback I get. I try to put into practice if it's if it's worthy and can help somebody. That's awesome. So on that premise, we had two hands together. Right. Everybody coming together, police, fire, good cause. Like it just felt great. And initially we used two white hands. Right. I didn't know. I didn't think of anything. I just said, all right, two hands come together. Everybody on the team was white. So all right, we'll do that. And then we put it on the board and it was <laughs> I'll always remember this. It was hysterical. It was a focus group and we're sitting in my friend's office and we're looking at it and on a board. No problem. It looked great. And it was so funny because the guy who, the only guy in the room, the graphic designer who did not smoke cigars says, Hey, this is all cool, but let me show you what that looks like on a cigar band, <laughs> right? Like it's one thing when it's on a six foot by eight foot, like TV screen, right? Yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden when he shrunk that shit down to a cigar band, it looked like a pregnant bird. We're like, what the hell is that? And he's like, there are your two white hands. I was like, oh, my God, it looks like a dove. Like, is this for peace? Like, what is this? It, you could, it was unrecognizable. It was horrible. So then he said, listen, the easiest thing to contrast white with is black. So he put that up there, and it, it actually looked good, both large, and it was easily identifiable on a smaller cigar band. So he said, that's perfect. That's what we're going with. And it was only because of contrast. Well, little did I know, of course, nobody could see what happened this year. Nobody could call that. Um, and now everybody's reaching out to me saying, hey, bro, you trying to bring races together through this cigar? This is great. And I was like, I never intended that to be the case. But if that's how you're interpreting it, that's awesome. You know, let's have that conversation. Yeah. So what I've been finding is that our cigar band especially given that we are helping fallen police officers, families, 
with that logo, it's bringing everybody together. And it's a be- It's a great thing. That is. I awesome. mean, it's everybody's always talking about how cigars are great at bringing together. You could bring black, white, rich, poor, Christian, Jew, gay, straight. Like, well, now's the time to prove that shit, right? So I love going into cigar shops and having people say, "You support law enforcement?" Yep. And then this logo's black and white. Yep. Like, let's talk. Let's have it out. Let's have a real conversation about that. And I've never had anybody be upset, mean, and not towards me or the brand, with each other. I mean, we have deep conversations. We had an incredible conversation at the Spartan Cigar Lounge in Elkton, Maryland, where you had black law enforcement officers, women, men, whites. You know what I mean? You had the whole gamut. It was such a diverse group. And there were there were some heated opinions, heated conversations. And when I say heated, it's like they disagreed with each other, but they didn't want to shoot each other. They didn't want to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just awesome. It was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I said, man, if this is what we could do, I'm, I'm all in. So that's what I'm looking for for opportunities. I'm really looking for COVID to simmer down, more things to open up. And then I'm hitting the road and I'm um, inviting that conversation. Well, and that's one of the things that Nick and I talk about a lot is the fact that smoking cigars and cigar lounges brings together people. It is the great equalizer. And I love the fact that your cigars in that band is helping do that as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel, I feel the same way, the same exact way. So thank you for, for uh, saying that. Maybe I'll get down your way. We'll have a conversation ourselves over one of these cigars. Where are you guys at? You're down at near St. Louis or where are you? Yeah. We're in the St. Louis area. So nice. Yeah. Um, so then tell me about the empty space in the box. So the empty space, um, you know, the, the guy I used to have cigars with casually over a couple of beers. He was a little bit better of a student than I was. Um, but we were very close friends, mostly through basketball. He was a huge Villanova basketball fan. I was a huge basketball fan. Um, so we had met, he was from South River, New Jersey, and we met freshman year. Uh, Villanova core hall and stayed friends throughout the four years. We became very, very, very close. And he was one of the guys who died in nine 11, two months after my wedding. Right. So he was at my wedding and, and stayed at my sister's house that night. And then who wouldn't, that was June 29th. And then all of a sudden, September 11th, he's gone. Uh, and it, it wrecked me. It really ruined. It wrecked me. I still haven't been able to go back to New York city uh, because of it to, to see ground zero. Um, my son's named after him. It, it was just, it took a lot out of me. Um, and to this day, it's still difficult to talk about, but I'm getting better through it. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just time, time is helping. So every September 11th, since he died, I smoke a cigar in my backyard and I talk to him. So I assume that when I'm doing that, he's having one with me. Right. And I know it's, it's corny to most people, but it's one of my favorite days of the year because <laughs> you know, I think I'm hanging out with them. So I wanted people to have that same experience. I wanted to bring my experience to those people who just wanted to take a moment from their busy lives and remember the loved one they lost and even have a conversation with them over a cigar. So that empty space is the cigar that the person that you loved and are remembering and are smoking with that's the one they're having from upstairs. Dude, that's phenomenal. That is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's it's a lot of lot of very touching poignant stuff 
to that that surrounds your brand and your story and uh it's 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 nice that you've got a cigar that you're giving back and and all that but it's also nice that it it's not just it's like you said it's not just a marketing thing there's there's a lot more to it than that well and there are also so many people around the country like myself that didn't have a personal connection like that um, to 9-11, but we're also of the mind that we can't ever forget what happened there. And, you know, you and people out on the East Coast obviously, you know, have a lot more personal experience with friends and family that were lost there. And, you know, it, it, that just speaks volumes for what you're doing. Well, thank you so much for that. And the other thing, too, is like we've all lost somebody we loved probably. And even if not, what I encourage people to do when they light up a Los Caidos cigar is just reflect on somebody that's not you, right? Like it was, maybe you didn't lose somebody that you loved so much in life, but maybe your friend did, or maybe you passed a car today that you saw get into an accident and it was really bad. And the first thing everyone does, they get so pissed off, right? Like, Oh my God, you made me late 35 minutes from my interview. How dare you not realizing the person in the accident could have been a mother of three. Yeah. And she died. And now those kids don't get to have mom home for dinner tonight. And then we're fucking mad because we didn't make our interview on time. So that's what I want Los Kaidos to do for people. Just slow down, relax, light up, and really start putting stuff into perspective. You know, and, and that's the only, that's one of the biggest things I think I want our brand to do for people. Just get a little grounded, get a little better perspective, live life a little bit happier. You know, don't hurt anybody, and let's just go through this together as best we can be. And that's what I want, really, Los Kaidos. It started the way it is, the way we talked about today, but there's so much more I have planned. But that's that's what I want it to be for everybody. That is so awesome. Yeah. You know, and that that's one of the things, you know, I've been smoking cigars on and off since I was 16 years old. Nick is new to the game a couple of years ago, and I actually got him, um, you know, put the monkey on his back and got him started smoking cigars. And that was one of the things that I tried to convey to him is, you know, this is a chance to sit down, reflect, review, and relax. And that's what cigars do for you. Mm-hmm. For me, 100%. Yep, definitely. For me, 100%. Like, it was funny because when we were texting about the show, you're like, I was like, yep, every night I'm in the back, 637, let's go, I'll light up, I'll reflect, this will be great. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, we want to do a Monday afternoon at four. I was like, okay, so maybe not so much reflection, but I'll be on. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I'm just kidding. In due fairness, you did say off for Sunday. I just couldn't do it yesterday. Yeah, well. But in, in to your fairness, you did. <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. So um, so you're in 100 and how many stores? 124? Yes, we're in about 100. And uh, I don't, I, I have to, we just picked up a really, really nice really really nice um account it's one owner in maine with 21 locations oh wow so i was very happy about that that happened last week about 10 days ago um ken nagel up at cigarette choppers uh so i'm just very very blessed for that opportunity and so that added another state to our portfolio so i'm pretty sure that brought up from like 123 to 140 or 144 154 so i have to go back and look at it but we're we're up there we're definitely more than 124 um, and we're now in like 25 states with Maine being added. That's awesome. Well, and I'll say this. We have a number of cigar shops um, that the owners listen and follow the podcast, and I'll be surprised if you don't get a few calls after uh, you know the podcast comes out. 
Yeah, well, one of my boys is down there. Um, I definitely want to. I, I want to talk with them, and I'm not asking you to circumvent this or, or make ways or anything else. But there's a guy, and I don't know what the more reputable shops are. I don't know who you have relationships with, who your sponsors are. So please, I, if they're listening, please understand I'm entering this conversation totally ignorant, right? Yeah. yeah. But a guy I met years ago, I want to say, I forget what year at the PCA, we we're hanging out in Vegas at the uh, uh, Fuente, House of Fuente or whatever it was in the hotel there. And Dan Ponder, from Riverman Cigar <laughs> Company gave me his card and he was such a nice guy. I said, you know what? One day when I'm able to grow, like it's only me, so it's hard for me to, you know, and the other thing too, I accelerate the fundraising through charitable motorcycle rides and I took 17 of them last year all throughout the country. So I don't have a lot of time to go see retailers all over the country unless they're in one of the cities where I'm taking my rides. Um, but Dan and Dan and I met, he was a tremendous human being. And I would love to come down there and visit with him because one of the guys in the FOP, Rick and Glimma, was one of the first supporters when I went cross country in 2016. So St. Louis is near and dear to my heart. And I'm very upset with myself so far that I've not been able to get down there. But they're absolutely going to be a regular stop on mine once every three months um in in years going forward because i'm taking a lot less rides so i'm looking forward to meeting him again so steve um i think we can help you with that i think i think Um, we can work something out dan actually sponsors the official cut on our podcast and we're actually over at riverman quite a bit and oh uh, so you guys are good you have a good relationship we are we are Tight with Dan Ponder and Riverman That's Cigar awesome. Company. Dan so, is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And Dan he is, right? He's <laughs> just a good dude, dude, man. And he has a lot of family history in law enforcement. His uh, oh. you know, his brother, his dad. I mean, he's got a lot of family history in St. Louis law enforcement. So, And Dan listens to the show. So, Dan, you need to uh, get in touch with Steve. I can get you a phone number. And uh, we'll, it, It's we'll, almost we'll like this we happen. set that up, but we didn't. But we totally didn't. Yeah, we were, we, we were there was There was waiting. no setup in that because I don't know. <laughs> no, no setup in like, that this is, what's, yeah. this is what's going to hurt me going forward. Like, So I'm going to throw this out there at my own demise, okay? Uh-oh. I don't know of any other retailer in St. Louis. So <laughs> <laughs> like, anyone listening... Who's in St. Louis? That's not Dan Ponder. They now you have every reason to be pissed at me. But that was absolutely not a setup. No. Um. I. He's he's the only business card I have still in a file for anyone related to uh, Missouri. I think the whole the whole damn state. He's it. So I'm just. Uh, and where's Kurt Diebel's place? Is that uh, in St. Louis or is he on the can- can- like more closer to Kansas City? Kansas City, actually. And he's, we're we're yes. big fans of that shop as well. Yep. Diebel's. All right. So those are the only two guys. That I that um I met from Missouri and they both seem to be great people. Nah, they're they're both, both seem to be great you're, people. You're right on the money there yep. with both. Yep. So okay. Well, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, we can definitely. I'm uh, Dan's going to be listening to this. So so Dan, when you listen to this, just yeah. hit me up and we'll uh we'll 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 get you a phone. Number we'll make for that Steve, love connection. So. Yeah. Now yes. I will throw this in for. I'll you show him my package. <laughs> <laughs> I he made me do that too, which is really odd. The first time I came in, but that being said, uh, <laughs> anyway, Dan's gonna kick my ass for that. But anyway, no. Uh, as far as Diebels, we're actually gonna be out there. Hopefully, barring any COVID hiccups that happen here, they have the Kansas City Cigar Festival coming up in uh, September. Am I right there, okay. Nick? Yes. Yes. 
And so we'll be out at that shop, uh, you know, coming up here in, what, about a month and a half? Give or take. Yep. Oh, that's great. So. That's great. Now, how far is that from you all? It's about, a, St. Louis. about a four-hour drive. Yeah. Four so, hours? Yep. Yep, you just take seventy across the state. Yeah, they four uh, hours, bro. Do you know where how far you could be in New Jersey? You could leave, you could drive through the, our entire state in less than four hours. <laughs> or our, our our squares on the map are a little bigger out here. Uh, St. Louis and Kansas City bookend uh, Missouri. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, we're going to be out there in September. Holy and cow! We'll put in a good word for you when we're there. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Maybe I mean I'm going to have to get in my car and come down there soon. So let's uh, I'll coordinate and. Not for business. I'll just go down and light up and enjoy a cigar. I do that a lot. But if I'm ever through, I'd love to get up with you guys and catch up. Oh, that'd be great. Absolutely. That'd be great. So, Steve, where can people find your cigars? Obviously, you mentioned all the, the stores, but. Yeah, and our website sucks. I'm going to apologize in advance for that. I need to add the, the folks to it um, who are on it. Usually, I just let Google play it out. Um, but we're on the big online boys, right? So. Not a lot of brick and mortar retailers want me to say their name, so it's just they're abbreviated to two initials, and I'm in the bigger two. Okay, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. Okay. And in the local brick and mortars, you have Dave, uh, David Garofalo, two guys, huge supporter. You got Abe at Smoking in Florida, Lose at Neptune, Scott Regina at Emerson's, Keith Rumbo Club Humidor, and you have a ton of other players in between. I just don't know how good their websites are or how strong their website presence is. Huge supporters, Smokehouse in Georgia. I don't know how good the website is, right? So if you just Google Los Cairos Cigars, don't go to our site. It sucks. But go to some, of, go to all the other retailers who carry us. And, uh, you know, so if you want to support the brand, we give a dollar back. Um, and basically, the, dollar, the cigars that they have, they've already paid the dollar. Oh, I give okay. the dollar out of what the retailers pay me on the order. So the dollar's already in. So just you, you, you're supporting it by, if you buy the cigar, you smoke it, and you, and then you, you keep going back to it, and they have to order more. That's how we generate more dollars for the cause. Very cool. That's Very awesome. Cool. Yep. Excellent. And thank you guys so much for your time today and for inviting me on. I used to have a show, so I understand the importance of having guests on. Yeah. And you don't want. I hope I was a good enough guest for you. No, this was but great. It's Steve. just. It's a very humbling honor to be invited to stuff like this because your show is a very very important thing to you i imagine so i take that very very seriously so you're inviting me onto a stage that's so important to you in your life right now that it's it's extremely humbling that you would want me on as a guest for something that's so meaningful and important to you so thank you so much for this i really appreciate it no steve we really appreciate your time we appreciate all the effort and and work you've put into developing up your line and helping such a worthy cause. And uh, if there's anything that we can do to help you out, just, you know, other than talk to Dan, I guess, for you, um, just uh, (laughs) feel free to let us know. I have a feeling Dan will probably reach out to you the minute he hears this, and we we may uh, not even have a chance to talk to him about it. Yeah, Dan's a great guy. He'll be on the horn with you quick, I bet. It's just so funny that that that's it that happened, right? So it's just uh, that's pretty funny. Yep. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But thank you guys so much, Nick Gator. I really appreciate it, and I'll be seeing you when I come through to St. Louis. And if there's anything, I'm trying to be conscious of your time. I'll talk to you all night long. Ah. But uh, I just want to thank you guys so much. No, Steve, we really appreciate it, and you uh, you have a, a good day. All right. Enjoy the rest of the smoke, and have a blessed night.
Well, we really want to thank Steve for coming on to the show with us. It was enlightening. I uh, I don't know. I was I was fascinated to learn about the packaging yeah. of his product. I thought that was really nice. Well, very cool. So. By the way, you dodged a bullet. Yeah, during the break here, folks, um, Jeff went inside to get the lemon juice. Where's uh, that lemon juice, buddy? I have a lemon, but no lemon juice. Lemon, no it's got to be real lemon lemon juice. And you just... The kind that comes in the little bottle that looks like a lemon? The, no, well, I like the green bottle of it. And you open the top and just take a big whiff of the smell that comes out of it. Skunk. All right, then. I'm looking for listeners to back me up, guys. Try this out. Well, why don't we go ahead and answer some listener questions on... Oh, my God, week, is it Ask the Boys? This week's edition of the all-new and improved Ask the Boys. I missed this. So, folks, you can get your questions into us by calling area code 863-874-0000, and we will be sure to answer your questions. If you prefer to submit your questions uh, written, you can still send those either to Nick at CigarPulpit.com or you can DM us on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit or at Nick at Gator. By the way, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I heard you on the Good Cigar we'll podcast. Get, we'll get to that. Well, that's okay, but I want to mention something. They mentioned Carrier Pigeon, and I'm really jealous that they can afford Carrier Pigeons and we can't. <laughs> well, you know. just want to point that out. Just... I think we're missing a segment of the population. You can maintain the carrier pigeons, Jeff. How's that? Can I? I mean, you know the beauty of them when you're done using them, eat them. Oh my god! I got something else to circle back to you too on the uh, question for Melissa there. Oh, okay. I got. I. I. We got to circle back on that. Okay. All right. Well, our first question. Um, well, I'm just going to get right into our first question here, and uh, we can we can cover this as we go. Uh, this is Elmer Dinkley down at Grangeview, Arkansas, and I was wanting to see if you would uh, have Larry the Mute maybe do a uh, review for me. I'd like to uh, hear his thoughts on the William Penn Perfecto. I feel like it's got earthy flavor with a hint of pepper and spice that remains consistent throughout the smoke. And offers a surprisingly satisfying cigar tobacco taste. Again, I'd just like to know what Larry thinks about the William Penn Perfecto. That was an insightful question. Elmer sounds really familiar. Hmm. That's, we should, Larry's here today. I think he's going to review that cigar. No, he's got another cigar he's going to review, but I guess we can ask him his thoughts on the William Penn Perfecto. That can be next week. Perfect. But um sounds sounds pretty familiar there, Jeff. Hmm. A little cadence to the voice just kind of struck me there. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes you got to, you know, seed the cloud. All right. <laughs> okay, folks. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I thought. You're prank gonna, calling the cigar pulp hotline. I was hotline. prank calling our own hotline. And. This sick son of a bitch, I didn't realize that the calls actually come into his phone, so he got an alert that I was calling with my number and called me during... That's why you hear me break halfway through the call. <laughs> He's calling me, and I'm like, oh, shit, do I answer? No, nah, I just keep recording. <laughs> and uh, But he knew that it was me calling, so next time I have to call from another phone. Caller ID. Yeah. It's brilliant. That sucks. I, I didn't know the calls actually came to your phone. Yes. It's I just had no a, idea. It's an app. 
I had no idea. Oh I thought my. I thought you just went on and saw that we had messages. Mm-mm. Oh God, I wish I understood technology. Well, why don't we go ahead and get to our next question here? Okay. Good morning, fellas from the Canadian wilderness. It's at Craddock Dennis. Just wondering if Gator has ever grown tobacco in his garden. And just another quick question. Have you ever seen tobacco in the wild in your travels? Talk to you later. Uh, see you later. Bah, I can't get these messages right. Hope you edit that out. <laughs> Bye. There's no need to edit that. Dude. There's that no great. need to edit at all. So, anyway. I love you, Craddock Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate the question. So, Absolutely. Jeff. Okay. So, you know, the beauty of it is I could, I think I could grow some really good tobacco. And the reason being is I grow really good tomatoes. Nick can attest to this. I have really good production on my tomatoes every year. Um, and and they're, they're, they're sister plants. They're related. I don't know if you were aware of that, Nick. No. Now. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. An eggplant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, with the tomatoes, one of the, one of the risks for tomatoes are basically the tobacco or uh, tomato hornworms that get on there and they will attack either plant and they will just decimate your crop, by the way, because they will just eat it down to the nub. But that being said, I, I've always wanted to. The, th- the reason I haven't is because of the back end work that comes along with it. Growing the plant to me is no big deal. It's the fermenting, you know, and putting them in the pylons and all that kind of thing or pylons. Sorry. Pylons. Yeah. And it's it's that that I think that I'm just going to end up screwing up. So I'd hate to do all this work and raise raise tobacco and then just let it go to waste or get it, you know, infested with brown recluses down at my farm when it's supposed to be curing and uh, fermenting. Okay. Yeah. But I have talked about it. And actually, uh, Nick Nick is aware of this. We talked to our friend that owns the El Indigo Cigar Shop in uh, Charleston, Illinois. And he's actually, he rolls his own cigars there. He's talked to us about guys bringing tobacco that they grew in, and he basically just had to tell them, hey, guys, this isn't going to work. You're going to have to, you know, just throw it away. Yeah. So it, it's that, that, that kind of discouraged me from trying to grow it. But I have thought about it. I've thought about it a lot. It's the back-end work just scares me off. A lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work. As for seeing any tobacco in the wild, no, I have not encountered any tobacco in the wild that I'm aware of. Um, I would say that it would just be a matter of uh, going by some farms, but I don't really count that as in the wild if it's planted and cultivated. I'm headed into uh, the south here in August, and I'm going to actually be watching for that as I travel south. Okay, then. Headed down to Florida. Okay. Well, we have one more voicemail question, but I want to get to a question that we got through Instagram from uh, Keith Sarkozy. And Keith Sarkozy asks, uh, have you guys ever thought of doing a side-by-side of the Asylum 13 Medulla and Oblongata? One is a box press and the other is not. They're the same blend. You can tell your side of the difference off of the presses other than mouthfeel. Um I have not done it with the uh, medulla and the um, oblongata. Um, I will say that I have gotten my hands on two unbox-pressed flat irons from Martinez. Yep. And here soon, Jeff and I are going to be lighting up a box-pressed version and the, the round version to see if there's any difference that we can tell Are we going to trade cigar. them back and forth? No. Are you going to light up two sticks, and I'm going to light up two sticks? There's going to be four <clears> sticks <throat> total lit up, yes. Okay. I'm not sharing a cigar with you. 
I'm just not. Oh, okay. Well, that's hurtful. Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, I'm not going to share a stick with you either. I would say you get it, but anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll we'll get that we'll get that going and but the uh medulla and oblongata is actually a good idea because he's right. It's the same cigar, yep. it, same blend and everything, just basically different different uh Well, moldings. what we can do is so we can do the uh, can, Martinez and then, and we, then can, we can circle back and maybe do do a second review of the, the, the two different. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I, like I don't know if we've ever smoked the medulla or the uh, oblongata. I've smoked on them the show. and like them. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever done that on the show. Yeah, but I've I, I I've taken a I've got a really neat picture of one of those up on my Instagram. Um, yeah, well, here, let me look. Which one was it? Oh dear God! I think it was the box press. You just you just keep. Let me research for you. All right. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm why don't we go ahead? Absolutely insane, insane today. Why don't we go ahead and get to our final call to the hotline here? Here, hang tight, and I can tell you this real quick. Hey, Nick and Gator, this is Madmire Guns, longtime listener, first time caller. And I was just wondering, what is the weirdest story you guys have ever covered as journalists? Like aliens, Bigfoot, Chupacabra. Just uh, mm. give us the weirdest thing you've ever done. Thanks. Bye. Oh, my God. It, he teed it up for me. Mm-hmm. By the way, it was the medulla that I have smoked, and I really do like it. It is not the box press, though, oddly enough. Yeah, the oblongata is the box yep. press one. Um Mine is simple, so I'll go ahead and get to mine first, and then Jeff can get to his because his is going to be much more in-depth. Um, with mine, the, we have a uh, local historical society in my town that has been around for a number of years, and the building that it's in was an old bank building and everything. They had a crew of ghost hunters come through, and um, so I kind of followed them around as they were doing their ghost hunting and that sort of thing, but... In terms of weirdness, I mean, there's weird stuff. I mean, unfortunate stuff. Like, I mean, there was a uh, domestic that turned, you know, deadly in the park one day. And oh God, uh, Nick's going dark on all this. that. Man. But I mean, you know, and that was, it was a weird way for that to go down. It was mm-hmm. highly unfortunate, but. It was um, horrific. It really was. But then, yeah. um, but but in terms of like weird, in terms of supernatural, I'd say the only thing that I had was was the uh, uh, ghost tour or ghost hunting experience at the uh, Historical Society. Do you know which one I'm going to talk about? I know exactly which one you're going to talk about. Bigfoot? Yeah. Yeah. I went on a Bigfoot hunt, guys, and did a three-part series on it, and it was absolutely just a great time. I had so much fun. Now, the beauty of this is, from knowing me, and Nick can attest to this, you would think... That I'd fit right in with these guys, but they were real kind of standoffish, a little bit leery of me because I'm there doing a story and they're all scared to death that I'm there to make fun of them. Yeah. And, you know, they, they wouldn't allow me to use like their real names. I had to use, you know, and, and I covered that at the beginning of the story. They did not want their actual IDs out because there were people involved with like the Fed. There were people that were like fire captains in fairly big metropolitan areas that were involved in this. There were doctors, nurses. Um, It was amazing the amount of people that were in this. Now, it was funny because some of them were there to find Bigfoot. Some of them were there to prove something they'd seen was right or wrong, you know, that try to process what they saw at some point, you know, something running across the road in front of them or whatnot. And other people were there to disprove 
Bigfoot to prove that he doesn't exist. It was a really weird, eclectic group of people that were out in the woods. And it didn't take me long to realize that I was the strangest person on the Bigfoot hunt that I was covering. Yeah, these were all normal folks, yeah. like with normal lives. They just happened to be, uh, what what is what is it called? They're not Bigfootologists. Ufologists? Or what are they? I don't, That's UFOs. I don't know. Anyway. Sasquatchologists. They're not squatch, squatchologists. S- squatchologists. No. But there, there's a term Squatch. Squatch. That sounds like, that's Getting a word. Squatchy. That's a word that sounds like it should be dirty, but isn't. Squatch. Squatch. Yeah. They would talk it's about like, it oh, getting go, squatchy. Go clean out your squatch, you know, that kind of oh thing. I mean, God. doesn't it sound like it should be dirty, but it's not? Well, now that you put it in that context, yeah. But seriously. Yeah. But no, it was You've a talked lot of fun. about that before, words that sound like they should be dirty, but they're not. Coxix. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So anyway. Anyway. But like they had this really neat thing like they would do these these knock sounds with pieces of wood. They would do yelps. Um, you know, the, what does a squatch sound like? Okay. So that's just, they would do, they would do these wood knocks and basically, apparently the working theory is that the Sasquatches will communicate by banging either trees together, or wood together, or down limb or whatever it would be by banging on wood. And they have some sort of almost, almost like a Morse code kind of signal back and forth. Mm. So these guys would do these. We've got a friend that also likes to communicate by banging on wood. Oh, my God. Just putting that out there. <laughs> it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, or as somebody calls it, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just let, we'll, we're going to move on. So, that being said. She's popular. Oh, my God. Knows everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Biblically. <laughs> so, moving along. Um, I still no. want to know what a squatch sounds like. Okay, so they would they would do these like yelp kind of things, and supposedly the squatches will yelp to each other back and forth, like in the woods. So they would you, do that, are, and are you, are you gonna yelp? No, I'll blow out everybody's speakers. Oh, for God's sakes! Yeah, but it was it, it was very very interesting, and these guys had equipment, dude. They had like infrared technology and all these like. Like night well, yeah. vision scopes. I mean, and if shit, this thing's still hiding great. in 2020, then obviously it's a really good hide and seek player. Yeah. So you need as much equipment as you can get. Exactly. I saw a picture of him the other day pop up on one of my social media, and it was him wearing a mask. So at least you know he's keeping his social distancing That's in good. place. Yeah. Oh, he's good at social distancing. <laughs> We have all kinds of noises I know. going on. Your phone just went off. My phone dinged a little bit ago. Now we have one of the neighbors, for some reason, mowing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a yeah. no win on the no, back nothing deck. Li- nothing like the heat of the day to get out with the mower. Right. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, well, with that. Oh, let me let me finish up. Okay. We did not find a Squatch. That's good. Yeah. I mean. But it was still a really good time. I had a lot of fun. And I got to hang out with a lot of really cool people that were scared shitless. I was going to make fun of them and didn't. So there you go. Yeah. All right, then. Well, on that note, folks, you can get your questions submitted to Ask the Boys via the Ask the Boys hotline at area codes 863-874-0000. Just call that number, leave a message, and we will play your question on a future episode. So what are you getting on your stick? 
it's a very it's a mild cigar in my mind. It is kind of for a Nicaraguan puro. It is very mild. Um, maybe a little nuttiness. I can see that. I can little, see that. A little nuttiness. I think you may have just put it in my head, but I can see that. The spice, I it's still a retro hail kind of thing. It's not a not an overt like kicky in the gut kind of spice. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a mild stick, which is fine for me. I don't know how it's playing, you know, over over in your park, but it's fine for me. I will say it is putting off a lot of smoke. I know you're having some issues there because you're sitting directly under the ceiling. Yeah, fan. the ceiling fan is killing my smoke production. It's not messing with your burn line though. It's good construction. No, the burn line is good. It is a good construction. I mean, it's a solid cigar, almost to the point that, and this is going to sound like a criticism, but maybe it's not. Um, it's really tightly packed. I'm noticing that too. My my yeah. draw is not the the easiest yeah. because it's so tightly packed but it it's a it's a good solid cigar and we're down you know to the final third here on this so yeah well jeff why don't we go ahead and get you something that i've been looking forward to so earlier this week well i guess it should have been technically last week but whatever within the last week yes i received a package at the house and this package came to us courtesy of listener my sticks 35 millimeter I love my sticks, 35 millimeter. And it kind of threw me off because the package was addressed to Allie Gator. And, <laughs> you know, led to some questions from my wife of who's Allie. And then I was like, read the name and, you know, whatever. But anyway, be that as it may. Yeah. Um, we got this package. Now, in the spirit of transparency, I have opened it because I was just... I mean, come on. I got a random package to my house. Nick I, called me. I had he to said I have this. a random package. And I asked him if it was ticking. He said no, and then he opened it. So I opened it and determined what it was, and I I basically put it back together. Um, not really, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I took the mailing label and kind of sealed it that way. You see what I mean? Here's the box. I want you to open this box, and I want you to see the gift that my six mil- 35 millimeter has sent to you. Oh, wait. We can't open something without saying it. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Saw you with the box. Who's in the box? What's in the box? Okay, here we go. All right. Opening the box. Oh, God. Let me put the, my cigar oh, down. Yeah. So if it blows up in my face, I don't scorch myself. Um, open this late. The, yeah, this I would is... say open the envelope after you open the gift. Well, it's a bag of air. Just open the gift. I love air, air pack. Or air open plus. the gift. It's my store pack. Oh, my God. He's admiring the packaging. Look at the... It's got a nice little bag. It does. It's very fanciful. It is fanciful. Oh, just wait. It's a gift for you. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, it's a handheld bidet sprayer set. Yep. Oh, my God. It's the kind that attaches to your toilet. It's quick and easy installation. Hygienic and co-friendly. I think that's a that's got to be a typo. I, co, yeah, it looks like a typo because it's co friend e like with an I-Y. friend i y instead of friend l y. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, and then uh, stainless. Oh, it's got stainless steel body construction. There you go. Uh, no professional help. Well, God knows I need that, and or tools required. Oh my God. Oh, my God. Thank you, My Sticks 35 millimeter. Why don't you read the note that came with it? Okay, hold on. Kristen thanks you, too. So yeah, because now you can stop crawling into the sink and 
But I like pooping poo. like a gargoyle. And then that way, if you start pooing while you're bidetting, it's actually in the toilet instead of in the sink. <laughs> Dearest Gator, I welcome you to the wonderful world of the modern bidet. You're welcome, Nick and family. You need to put this at your house and no. come over. That's perfect. No, no, no. Uh, keep the podcast coming. My sticks 35 millimeter from Luke Blanchard. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, Luke, thank you so much. Oh, that's really cool. It was very nice of him. I God, thought. What it did was... this set him back? Like, I'm going to owe him some cigars or something. <laughs> I don't honestly know what that set him back, but he uh, he got you a nice gift, and I wanted you to open it right here on the podcast. Apparently, it comes. It's a handheld bidet, toilet sprayer, premium stainless steel bathroom bidet sprayer set, and a baby cloth diaper. <laughs> Did you read that? No. I, I don't know if it's in the box I or not. I didn't but read that. Yeah, apparently so. it comes with a diaper as well, which is great. Because oh. you never know. Never know. Never trust a fart. I, that's That should be your motto. If anything <laughs> should be printed on your tombstone, it should be Jeff Egbert. Never, never trust, trust a fart. A fart. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Well, that was awesome. Thanks, that was man. Fun. Thanks, so, Luke. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to have to return the favor and get you some sticks, man. Thank you. <laughs> Well, why don't we go ahead and turn it over to our buddy Larry the Mute, who has a review today. Hi, Larry. Uh, I didn't realize he was here. I thought he was phoning this one in. No, no, Larry's here. There you go. And he's going to be reviewing the White Owl Spiked Lemonade. This came at your recommendation, Jeff. It actually did. Yeah, this was this was you recommending this. So, Larry, why don't we go ahead and turn it over to you. Uh, I know that my 635mm is a big fan of your reviews. So, we'll go ahead and hand it off to Larry the Mute with the review of the White Owl Spiked Lemonade. How long are you going to let this go on? As long as I need to. It. <laughs> You're going to cut it off now, aren't There's you? There's literally no point to any of this. Okay. Why do you do this? Larry, you know, dude, I love you, buddy. It, Nick, it's an audio podcast. Dude, you're just being so rude to him. I'm sorry. So rude. I'm sorry. Well, anyway. Well, Larry, we really want to thank you for those insights. Um, I'm sure that our listeners appreciate knowing the flavor notes of the white owl spiked lemonade yeah so speaking of really good cigars it's now time that we Why go does ahead and listen to us i don't know it's now time that we go ahead and do the weekly martinez cigars uh giveaway and i actually have two two packs for this week because for well, those we of had you our big giveaway last week yeah but for those of you who paid attention last week we did our we we I kind of screwed up, and we uh, we didn't do the Martinez giveaway last week. But okay, I, I know we, we did, did the giveaway, giveaway but last week. It's all right. We'll go ahead and but if give... you want to do two this week, oh go yeah, for it. I, trust me. But we... I don't think you were remiss at all. And well, we even talked about it after the cast. I felt. And I said, dude, we did a giveaway. I, I think we covered. Felt remiss. But so. Nick, Nick wants to step up and give two away, and I'll I'm give you know what two I'll away. And I mean, those are sticks we could have just kept. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, folks. So you get onto our list for the weekly giveaway winners by signing up for our free email newsletter on cigarpulpit.com. There might eventually be another one at some point. There's plans. 
being put together schemes slowly plans and schemes but um for right now i haven't i've done one but we have uh our weekly giveaway list and i all you got to do sign up for that and you're in the entry as long as you're signed up for the newsletter you're in the entry to uh to win so with that let's go ahead and name off a couple winners our first winner is andy douglas Andy Douglas, congratulations. Andy Douglas. You're going to love these cigars, man. And our second winner is David Bryant. Now, I'm not as happy for David Bryant because he just took sticks right out of my mouth. But that's okay, David. You earned them fair and square. You I was going to keep that extra all prize pack. Have, it's, you don't get to keep the prize pack. It just would have gone for next week. Why don't you ever let me have the prize packs? I'll guard them safely. Dude, they sent some, some more. I have cigars for you, for God's sakes. Yeah, You don't need to steal from the listeners. Mm, you know. I mean, so anyway, Andy Douglas. Hey, it's Dave, battle conditions, COVID and all. David Bryan, all you guys need to do is send me an email at nick at cigarpulpit.com. Uh, subject line, I'm the winner. Send me your mailing address, and we will get these prize packs of Martina cigars sent straight to you. And you can enjoy them. That is awesome. Because they're great cigars. Also... You just announced our big winner for the Martinez and My Monthly Cigar giveaway. I did. So I was on the Good Cigar on Sunday, and I announced the winner of our contest over on that show. So the winner of our contest, you need to go and listen to the Good Cigar to find out if you're the winner. You're not going to name the winner here. No, I'm not going to name the winner. The whole point is for people to listen to the Good Cigar to find out if they they won our content. We're helping Alan Melissa. We're helping Alan, Alan Melissa. Uh, expand the horizon of their show by introducing them to our listeners. So, folks, if you entered into our contest, go over to The Good Cigar, find out if you won, and while you're over there, you get to find out all about their contest because they're doing contests oh, this yeah. week. Yeah, it is. And got some cool it's got it some too. cool stuff, too. Yep. Exactly. So head on over to The Good Cigar, uh, listen to the episode. I think they smoked the flat iron. And, they did. Yeah, I yeah, listened to it last and, night. And um, find out who won our contest, and find out all about how to enter into their contest. Yes. Now, one thing I want to point out here, and I know we're needing to wrap up, but one of the things I noticed on the podcast with you was the question that you guys had for Melissa, and you helped answer it too. It was whether you would eat your dead friend on an <laughs> island <laughs> yes, or your dog. Or my, or No, no, no. There's, there's, let's clarify this. The question is, if you were stranded on a desert island, would you eat your dead friend... Or would you kill and eat your dog? Okay. Now, personally, I don't think it's an either or. Because you're stranded on a desert island. You're going to eat the friend first. The dog's going to enjoy the friend as well. Then you're going to eat the dog. Unless you get off the island before the dog has to go. Well, and, you know, Fido might get lucky. But, you know, you're not going to waste the dead friend. I mean, you're at least going to use bits for fish bait. And the thing about it is you have a shelf life on the dead friend. Yeah. You don't want to kill the dog first, and then now you've just got all this meat that's all going to spoil. You've got to keep the meat fresh. You need a really nice sharp piece of flint or maybe a sharpened shell or a knife, I mean, would be the best case scenario, because you're going to need to slice that meat up and get it, like, smoked so it doesn't go bad. All I'm saying is, did you notice in my question that I asked about fire? Because it's vital that if I'm with you on a uh, deserted island and oh, I have to kill that bacteria, cut, I cut heard. you up and eat Jackass. you, I have to make sure I cook off the bacteria. Dude, you could make sushi out of me. I'm clean as the day is long. Yeah, I'm thinking not. 
I'm thinking not. <laughs> Some Jeff Tartar. Gator Tartar. There's that I like weird, it. weird rash that I don't know anything uh, about. You got so a lip fungus to... ain't quite identified Exactly. Yet. So Now, the other thing. See, my dogs, that's the thing you don't understand here. They were getting real nervous during COVID because they were afraid I was going to run out of squirrels in the backyard. They were next. Oh, my God. Anyway. I had to wipe myself with Lucy once. Ran low on toilet paper. You, everybody on this show knows you bidet. Nobody believes that. But everybody ha- knows you bidet. But the thing is, I have to get off the bulk of the bits. Get in in the sink. Well, yeah, because more bits came out. <laughs> Why do we keep talking about this? You keep bringing it up. <laughs> this is all you. But that little chihuahua, she's a long-haired chihuahua, so she was really good, but she did not appreciate that at all. Well, now that we've talked about shit for a little bit, how about we talk about my, my monthly, monthly cigars? cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can have a box of cigars shipped to your door every month. There you go, Nick. <laughs> we get They come in a variety of sizes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50. And they both, the Robusto and Presidente box, both come with the MSRP guarantee, which states that the value of the cigars in the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So, for example, for the month of uh, July, what did we do the math on that? It's like a $44 yeah. total, but we got it for 30 bucks. If you did the uh, the Presidente box, the savings it's multiply. $88, yeah. which means you actually have a savings of $38. So, you know, it's good. And uh, if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, that gives you free shipping on the first box or it gives you 20% off any of the items in their online store because they have a variety of different things, cigars, accessories, all kinds of stuff in the online store. Don't forget the offer code PULPIT. I I just said that. Did you? Oh. Yes. Oh. P-U-L-P-I-T. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. (laughs) Anyway. God, I should listen. You really are bad at listening. Oh, my God. And the gift certificates. Yes, and they have gift certificates available for the cigar smoker in your life. If you don't know what to get them, don't try and guess. Just get them a gift certificate. Yeah. And then if they use Africa Pulpit, they can... Uh, P-U-L-P-I-T? They, they can get a savings even above and beyond. So it's great. There you go. Yep. I think uh, at this point, we also need to hit on our socials, how people get a hold of us. Uh, we're on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N E K K I D Gator. It's my page. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can always find us at cigarpulpit.com. Along with our phone number to call in for Ask the Boys. Yes, make sure you give us a call and ask us questions. And, and that phone everything. number, everything is, is on the you know on the table. Area code eight six three eight seven four zero 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 zero. So Jeff, final thoughts on the cigar? It's, I mean, it's it's a good stick. I like it. It's in my wheelhouse. Um, it's definitely, you know, a mild smoke. It's got that white pepper on the retro hail. Um, you know, I'm I'm down to the nub here and and finishing up. I know you've already uh, given up given up the ghost on yours because you were down too. So. Yeah, it's like I said before. It's got that nutty flavor. Yep. It's got that pepper on the retro hail. Um, one of the things that Steve touched on when we talked to him was that he wanted a cigar that was good for everybody. Yes. Either that that person who has never had a cigar but wants to take part in maybe a remembrance ceremony or somebody who only smokes one time a year or somebody who is a four, uh, four sticks a day kind of cigar smoker. 
And what I like about this cigar is, yeah, it's mild. I mean, it's it's more mild than than perhaps I normally would go it's for. It's definitely my cigar, not yours. But it's got some complexity to it. It's got yeah. something that somebody who isn't a um, or somebody who is a really uh, heavy cigar smoker, they can still pull some flavors out. They can still enjoy it and 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 have a good time with it. Um, it's not so mild that you're just smoking air or something like that. Well, and I love the give back on it. You know, with him doing this for the fallen police officers and for the fallen firefighters. Yeah. You know, that, that boy, it really makes you think about what he's doing and what he's able to give back there. And, you know, a dollar a stick in, in today's retail market, I mean... That's that's a fair piece of change to be given yeah. away, and you know it's all to his credit. It is, it is. So, nope, great product, great cause. Highly recommend Los Kaidos. Amen. So, well, Jeff, do you have anything else for the good of the cause? I, you know what, I'm good to go, brother. All right. Well, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Stay safe and stay smoky, everyone.